0: Today is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the Lenten season 2011. On this day ashes are placed on the foreheads of believers in the sign of the cross to acknowledge our mortality and our sinfulness. Ash Wednesday is a time to confess our need of a savior. Today our faith journey moves us from Bethlehem to Jerusalem, from Christmas to Easter. Christmas and Easter. Words that bring smiles to our faces and joyful anticipation to our lives. We love Christmas. The colors are bright, red and green, silver and gold. The Christmas carols are beautiful, joy to the world. Silent night, O come, all ye faithful. The worship services are filled with the familiar stories of shepherds and angels, stars and wise men, a baby born, a savior given. We love to be Christmas people. We love Easter. The sanctuary is filled with beautiful flowers and triumphal music, choirs and brass herald the good news Jesus Christ is risen Christ is risen indeed hallelujah we love to be Easter people but today we begin the Lenten journey the forty days and forty nights coming up to Easter we hear words like ashes and mortality sin and repentance, sorrow and brokenness. The hymns are somber. The mood is pensive. This is the season of Lent. One of my favorite poets, author Madeline Langle, describes Lent as a strange, bleak, irrational season in the church year. And we might agree with her. I must confess when all is said and done, I don't really like Lent. I'm eager for Easter, but I'm convinced that my heart needs the journey of Lent. If the birth and life, the suffering and death, the victory of the resurrection of Jesus is to have meaning in my life, I need Lent. Today I must be honest with myself and confess to the Lord that there is a longing in my heart, an emptiness, maybe even a God-sized space that needs to be filled. But filled with what? That seems to be my question for this time, this Lenten season, 2011. You know, I used to make up lists as Lent approached, lists of those small things that I was going to give up. A friend told me on Monday that she was giving up chocolate for Lent. So she said, on Tuesday, I'm only eating chocolate, 40 days worth. (laughs) I wonder how that worked out. BUT NOW I FEEL THAT GOD IS CALLING ME TO DO SOMETHING DIFFERENT DURING THESE DAYS OF LENT. PERHAPS I'M SUPPOSED TO THINK ABOUT SOME THINGS I HAVE PUT OFF THINKING ABOUT, TO LOOK INWARD. I'M BEGINNING TO BELIEVE THAT FOR ME THE LENTEN SEASON IS TO BE A TIME TO OPEN MY HEART MORE FULLY TO THE PRESENCE OF CHRIST. Then Ash Wednesday becomes an invitation to Jesus to come deeper into my life. It's like I'm more open and responsive to the Lord. So this day calls me to an inward journey. A time to discover and then a time to confront all that causes separation between God and myself. Maybe it's the same for you. Christmas and Easter are times to be with family and friends. But Ash Wednesday, I think, calls us to a personal, private journey. A journey where we look deep within ourselves, not at others. We compare ourselves to Jesus Christ and the cross. Not to our family and friends, not to our co-workers, not to our neighbors, NOT EVEN TO THE THIEVES THAT HUNG ON THE CROSS ALONGSIDE JESUS WHO ARE THE REAL BAD GUYS, AREN'T THEY? YOU KNOW, AS I WAS PREPARING THIS MEDITATION, I REALIZED THAT THIS IS THE 36th ASH WEDNESDAY SERVICE IN WHICH I HAVE GIVEN PASTORAL LEADERSHIP. WHEN I MENTIONED THIS TO A NEIGHBOR, He looked at me quizzically and commented, well, how long do you have to do this before you get it right? (laughs) (laughs) And I realized that for me, I need to do Ash Wednesday as long as I have breath. I discovered something this morning, something I didn't realize would happen. I picked up my iPhone, opened the Facebook, and made me realize that i'm a little addicted to the facebook i like checking up on my friends first thing in the morning and i discovered today that there was ash wednesday on facebook and i was surprised and thought well i wonder if this is going to be some kind of joke so i checked it out the first one said giving up facebook for lent There were a number of comments so I thought well I'm going to read these and see what this is all about. First one said, what will you do with the time you used to spend on Facebook? What a good question. When we talk about giving things up for Lent, what are we going to do with that time? Perhaps it's time to draw closer to Jesus to grow in our understanding of what it means for Jesus to have made that journey to the cross. The next comment said, I admire you and look forward to seeing you in 40 days. I think I'm giving up my dependence on Starbucks this Lent, like I did last year. I'm not strong enough to give up Facebook. And it made me think of the things that I've given up, not things that really were going to change my life very much. I mean, when you pick broccoli or liver to give up, it's not much of a sacrifice in God's eyes, I don't think. So what maybe should I be doing this Lenten season that is going to help me grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ? And then there was this comment, May the season of sacrifice and suffering bring you to a new understanding of the ultimate sacrifice made on your behalf. Amen and amen. This is on Facebook. May the season of sacrifice and suffering bring you to a new understanding of the ultimate sacrifice made on your behalf may it be so may it be so and then create in me a clean heart o oh god and i realized that would all preach good ash wednesday material i don't know that when i was in seminary one of the commentaries was ever facebook but I felt like it gave me a lot to think about. When we look into our souls, we know our need of a Savior. We might fool the world, but we don't fool the Lord. We know we need forgiveness of sin. We know we need restoration of our relationship with the God who gave us life. The God who loved us enough to send His Son to die for us. Lent is the mirror held up to show us how things really are between us and the Lord. And Ash Wednesday usually tells us it's not easy to look into that mirror. Yes, I think it's the darkness of Lent, the somber hymns, THE PRAYERS OF CONFESSION THAT NURTURE NEW LIFE. LET'S TAKE A MINUTE TO LOOK AT OUR SCRIPTURE FOR TONIGHT ONCE AGAIN. LET ME SET IT FOR YOU AND SEE IF YOU CAN PICTURE THIS IN YOUR MIND. JESUS IS JOURNEYING TO JERUSALEM TO KEEP THE FEAST OF Passover. I IMAGINE THAT THERE'S A CROWD CLAMORING FOR THE ATTENTION OF THIS MIRACLE DOER this wise man of Nazareth. The noise, I think, is probably deafening. And the sea of humanity surges forward, and a voice cries out from the side of the road, Jesus, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, has heard that Jesus, the healer, is passing by. And despite orders to be quiet, to not interrupt, HE SHOUTS AGAIN, SON OF DAVID, HAVE MERCY ON ME. AND JESUS STOPPED. JESUS STOPPED. JESUS, WHO WAS PREPARING TO BEAR THE SINS OF A BROKEN WORLD, HEARD THE CRIES OF ONE BLIND BEGGAR AND HE STOPPED. In response to Jesus' invitation, Bartimaeus ran to him and heard Jesus ask him, what do you want me to do for you? At first reading, we may wonder how Jesus can turn his focus from the cross and the world to the needs of one blind beggar. My teacher let me see again and immediately we're told Bartimaeus could see. And his first sight was the face of Jesus. The Jesus who cared about an outcast, a sightless man who depended upon the charity of those around him so that he could survive. He could see. And as always happens when Jesus acts. The miracle takes place on many levels. Bartimaeus wanted physical sight, but Jesus looked to his eternal need and gave him spiritual sight as well. Bartimaeus saw more clearly than ever who he was and whose he was. What did Bartimaeus do? He'd lived a life blind. Where did Bartimaeus go now that he could see? He could go anywhere that he desired. And yet we're told he followed Jesus. Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God heard a plea for mercy and responded. Do you think Jesus accidentally walked that particular road that day? Do you think Jesus had to see Bartimaeus and judge if he was deserving before he would respond? No, Jesus knew the heart of Bartimaeus. And do you know what captured my heart, my attention on this scripture reading, this one time of many, many readings? Jesus was about his father's business, yet Jesus stopped. And I realized Jesus always stops, always stops. Christ's passion for saving the world always begins with one person, with a compassionate response for each and every person that cries out to him we begin to understand the breadth and depth of Jesus' love for each one of us. I want to take a moment to make this passage of Scripture, this very tender story, personal, because it is for you and it is for me. Tonight we come and we cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me and Jesus has already stopped. He has been waiting for you to cry out to him, waiting to respond to your plea for mercy. Friends, know that Jesus comes to you. In the quietness of your heart and mind, hear yourself cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. See Jesus stop. Hear yourself cry out again, Jesus, have mercy on me. Hear Jesus call you to come to him. Feel yourself run to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asks. What do you want? What are the blind spots that keep us from seeing Jesus, from hearing Jesus' response to our cry, from receiving Jesus' abundant mercy? Perhaps your plea is one of fear, loneliness, sadness, anger jealousy and you can barely utter your prayer for courage or a sign that God is present always present and in all ways present or you silently shout Jesus this is not the life I planned or even wanted have mercy on me and strengthen my faith to put my life moment by moment in your hands maybe you have no words to express the emptiness that seems to describe your life during this time forgive me Lord Jesus forgive me again and again and again help me to trust your faithfulness do for me what I can't do for myself. I find the prayer most often on my lips. The deep need of my heart as I journey toward Easter this Lenten season has become, Lord, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior, help me to see you more clearly, to know you more deeply, to love you completely. It's difficult looking inward. That's the tough part of the Lenten journey. But it is also the part that will deepen and strengthen our relationship with God. Because isn't that what really truly brings us here tonight? It's the paradox of God's love. When we can admit our brokenness, we become whole. In dying, we are born again. Through repentance and sorrow, our souls finally find refuge and comfort in the Lord. Then, only then, are we prepared for the new growth that Easter will bring that resurrection can bring. So our Lenten journey is also our Lenten challenge. Tonight with Christians in many lands and in countless languages, we hear the words, Remember, from dust you came, and to dust you shall return. And so our prayer becomes, Come, Lord Jesus and move deeper into our lives during these days of Lent. Give us the spiritual courage to look deep within ourselves to confront our sin and experience reconciliation and forgiveness. And then we will rejoice in the hope that Christ will bring us again and again and again to Easter. May it be so, and may it begin strongly within each one of us this day and in all the days to come. Amen and amen.